Quarter of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We are wrapping up our Super Kids series today with Dr. Leo Buscalia. And of course, the doctor is going to share another message of love and of laughter. And today's quote of the day is this. The closest distance between two people is a good laugh. Here's Leo. Edward Blishen, talking about children, says, the, word, the world must be mastered. Well enough, at any rate, for the child to be able to make its way through it as a reasonably competent human being. And to do this, there is a great deal to be known and a great balance to be sought. The balance between the inward person and the outward person, between the vast and awful possibilities of the imagination and the reality which is bearable simply because it is real. The adult represents to the child that this balance can be achieved. So, if we're cheating, if we're lying, if we're deceptive, if we're unloving, if we're prejudiced, if we're bitter, that's what we're modeling for our kids and for each other and for society. And that's why we're all so suspicious. You know, one of the things I do in my counseling classes at the university is I always gather them up and we go on a field trip to the general hospital. And we go to the psychiatric ward. And I say, look, you know, these are very young kids, and they're afraid, they're appalled. They don't understand that there are people, young people in their 16s and 17s and 18s and 20s and 30s, rocking, spending the rest of their lives rocking, staring into space, curled up in a little ball back in the fetal position, disappearing because the world has already become such a painful place for them. And then I take them to the ward where they have child abuse cases. And they find we, there's a little girl whose, whose parents, because she reached for something she wasn't supposed to, actually chopped her hand off. Uh, black and blue little children, one that was scalded in the bathtub. And of course, this just builds and builds. And when we're through, it isn't just there. We go out and we sit together in the lawn. And I say to them, well, what do you think? You know, and of course they come off and they say, who are these terrible people that do things to people that make them fall into those states of despair and insanity? And I'm a brutal teacher. I say, we are. We are they. Because by not developing our capacity to love and by not demonstrating it, we're perpetuating that violence and that hate and that pain. If there's going to be a change, it's going to have to be done by us. We all know what needs to be done. Everybody in this audience could conceivably have a beautiful definition of what it means to be a lover. You know what it is. Why aren't we doing it? That's the question. What's the use of knowing something when you don't put it into action? You know, I had a Buddhist teacher once that said to me, to know and not to do is not really yet to know. You'll know that you're a lover when you begin to act at being a lover. And there is so much material to cover if you're going to be a lover. In fact, there's so much material. It reminds me of like a, a, a mosquito in a nudist colony. There's so much tempting stuff to talk about. <laughs> but the first thing that we're going to have to do if we're going to decide we're going to be lovers is you're going to have to develop your sense of humor. Because, my goodness, people are going to treat you strangely and you're going to have to learn how to accept it with a good laugh. Humor is a wonderful anecdote to cruelty and to rejection and to distrust and to condescension. 
You know, the wonderful comedian Victor Borga says that the closest distance between two people is a good laugh. I love that. And you know, Mama taught us that early. She laughed all the time. It used to drive Papa crazy. <laughs> He'd come home with all kinds of despairing things and she'd get the giggles. And you know, there is nothing so contagious as laughter. Try it sometimes. Just sit there and laugh. And pretty soon everyone around you, even though they didn't know what they're laughing at, they're roaring with laughter. We were on the floor wondering what Mama was laughing at. She didn't know. It was just, the whole thing was just funny. You know, sometimes I think you have really become wise when you recognize that life is a great, big, wondrous joke. And you're at the center of it. You're the funniest thing of all. Have you ever watched? <laughs> Have you ever watched human behavior? It's, it's hysterical. You know, I, I, all during the summer I've been traveling all over the place. And like you know, I love to sit in airports and watch human behavior. Here's the family going on the much needed holiday. You know, here's mama and here's papa and here are the six kids. And what is on a leash? And the others are all over the airport. And papa's saying to mama, get those kids together. The plane's about to leave. Where's Joe? He had to go to the toilet. Toilet! We're going to miss the flight. And the kids are saying, I don't want to go. And the other one's saying, when are we going to get there? I'm thirsty. Well, you can drink on the plane. I want something to drink. Oh, oh they're having such a good time. You You see Mama walk on the flight, you know, and she's had it. They haven't even taken off yet. Uh, I was recently at a concert. It was hilarious. And there was this man. He was determined to be the first one in the concert hall. Now, I can't explain why. But they opened the door, and there was this man pushing everybody aside with his poor wife on his arm. You know, she's pulling her through. And they get inside. Then he waits for an hour. You know, human behavior, if it weren't so marvelous, you know, we'd all just freak out. You know, St. Teresa of Avila had a wonderful philosophy. She said, no nun will be a part of our order unless she likes to sleep, she likes to eat, and she likes to laugh. I'd have been a good nun for her. <laughs> Because she said, if you like to eat, you're usually healthy. If you sleep and you like to sleep, you usually have no big sins on your soul, you know. And if you love to laugh, you will always be saved. You know, for years and years and years, I was told, now, Bustalia, you must be serious. You must go, you must plant your two feet firmly on the ground if you're ever going to get anywhere. Well, you know, with my feet firmly pant planted on the ground, I couldn't get my pants on. <laughs> Flying in the air, I can get them on any time, in any position. Abraham Lincoln said, people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. Isn't that nice? You know, don't expect others to make you happy. You create the joy and watch what happens. You'll be the one that's dancing through life and laughing through life. It's such a nice place to be. 
And isn't it interesting that people certainly are happy in all kinds of situations we can't understand. There are poor people that are happy. There are ill people that are happy. There are disabled people that are seriously disabled that are happy. Even among the dying, I have known happy people, which tells us something we should all know, and that is it isn't the situation that makes you happy. It's you that makes you happy. That was Leo Buscalia. His website is Buscalia.com. That entire talk is on YouTube. Just look up Leo Buscalia, The Politics of Love. It's about a 45, 60-minute talk. Lots of good stuff in there. And I hope you have thoroughly enjoyed this week's Super Kids series. I hope that it has encouraged you to be more mindful of what you do and what you say around your children and helped you just to understand that they are very precious and impressionable young human beings and they want to feel your love and they want to be raised with a lot of self-esteem so they can go out into the world feeling confident and strong so they can be successful in life and make you proud and themselves proud that is it for me you have an amazing weekend i'm going to see you on monday i am out peace 